episode 254 of up for discussion the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs we're your hosts i'm juniper may and i'm tom zalatni <coughs> what is up with my throat today that was <laughs> this is weird i'm tom zalatni there you go <laughs> there you go that sounded better yeah and it's just the two of us today it is so that'll be fun yeah i i, I think we've never done an episode before just the two of us so i don't be fun. think we have i always like these ones because there's something kind of like like there's a better flow almost when there's less people in the room yeah so yeah we'll cool. see how it goes we'll see how it goes then yeah um do you want to do the sure. acknowledgement today yeah so before we get started with the rest of this episode we just want to take a moment and acknowledge that the studio where we record this podcast is situated in the traditional and unsurrendered territory territories of the ganyan gahaga first nations um as settlers i think it's important that we include conversations around settler colonialism hmm. in like our day-to-day lives as a way of challenging that mindset and a way of reminding and encouraging us to support indigenous communities in our areas. So those of you listening, I would recommend that you like take a minute, think about it, ask yourself if you know whose territories you live on. If you don't, do a little bit of research, figure it out. Yeah, it's uh, surprisingly easy to figure out. Despite yeah. despite colonialism's best efforts, it is uh, <laughs> it is information that is out there and and not too hard to find with the Google. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was thinking about that actually. Um, so this episode is coming out on January seventh, which means that uh, my new D and D podcast, Natural Toonie, has been out for a few days now. Ooh, uh, exciting! Yeah, a little spoiler, but you just might be a guest on a. Oh, I might an episode of that coming up. It might the, be lots of fun. The fun thing is I have no idea when that episode's coming out. Oh, perfect. <laughs> we're, we're like banking bonus content for like weeks where we're like strapped for time. Yeah. So I think February probably. Cool. That's my birthday month. Oh, convenient. Perfect. Sweet. Um, but yeah, I so that story is set in like a fictionalized alternate universe Newfoundland specifically. Okay. Oh, oh, that'll be fun. I'm going to work on my accent. <laughs> it's going to be awful. Yes. <laughs> and uh, And like... Uh, I was I was thinking about it because like you know we're playing a fictionalized version of Canada but we're still playing a story that's like set in a real world place mm-hmm. and because it's in this fiction of the story 40 years ago was when the like weird stuff started so everything before that is exactly as it was in right. real history oh. I was like well I feel like we kind of need to like know something about Newfoundland specifically in order to like you know do this well yeah and one of the things that our dungeon master alex and i were talking about is like we should make sure that we talk to indigenous people who live there and like know the history there and get the history from their perspective and get the present from their perspective also because like it will inform what we're doing you know yes that's so important yeah i'm so so glad if that's interesting to people, they should go check out Natural Toonie. There's my little plug. Um, but <laughs> also, one of the things that came up when I was trying to figure that out was um, a friend of mine, Katie Warren, who's been on this show before, um, is from Newfoundland, and saw me post about Natural Toonie and was like, oh, wait, your show is set there. That's where I'm from. Like, tell me more about this. And 
actually told me about a resource to reach out to there specifically to like educate us on like indigenous issues. Oh, that's in awesome. Uh, so thank you, Katie, for that. Um, and I realized like, oh, probably that resource exists like everywhere. <laughs> yeah, most yeah. places. You just have to do a little digging. Exactly. Um, I don't know how common it is for it to be called the Friendship Center. I think that's pretty common because yeah. back in BC, that's what they're called as well. Okay. So, so I think it's safe to assume that at least within Canada, most of them are called that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you're uh, interested in finding stuff out about your specific location, that's uh, who to look for is your local Friendship Center. Yeah. Another really cool thing that's happening a lot is there's been a lot of new like language revitalization okay. efforts being made. So since we're a podcast, we use words, we talk. Right. I think that's something I'm very interested in. And that's kind of when I'm choosing where to invest like my time and my money when mm-hmm. it comes to those charities. I often look for the language course like programs. What is what is language re- revitalization mean? So it's bringing back and revitalizing indigenous dialects. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So my friend's mom in Victoria is working really, really closely with the Songhees Nation. Um, okay. She's doing kind of all the administrative work for their language programs in schools. And so that's kind of how I first heard about them. And then, right. yeah, you do a quick Google search and it's like, oh, that exists in like most provinces. Right. And they're that's getting amazing. a lot of traction, which is awesome to see. Is the Do you think the goal there would be to get that brought into like public school systems maybe? I would... I would love that. I think that would be amazing, (laughs) especially because it's like, I mean, I know this is super off topic for the episode, but like so much of like how you view and understand the world is shaped by the language you speak. Right. And like the indigenous dialects of Turtle Island are like the most like authentic way to get to know the land. Right. And given the current environmental climate situation, like you need to get to know the land you're on if you want to preserve it. Right. And so... I don't know, decolonization and like environmental justice are very much two sides of the same coin for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I mean that makes sense, right? Like it is because of colonialism massively that like our land is as fucked as it is. So yep. yeah, is uh this is something that I've like heard a few times and have never thought to clarify. Turtle Island is the name for Canada, North America, for North America entire yeah. in total. Okay, yeah, okay. Because I've heard it a bunch, but I've always just been like, yep, something around here is Turtle Island. Okay. <laughs> so all of North America. That yeah. makes sense. It, it, I can see the turtle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I think I first heard it referred to as Turtle Island when I was in like grade six. We had like an indigenous medicine woman come in and give a presentation. Cool. Yeah. When I was in grade six, we... Uh... Oh, no. <laughs> I actually remember nothing about the sixth grade. Whoa! <laughs> I was going to make a joke there, but I've got nothing. Yeah. Lucky you. I remember so much. I was so traumatized. (laughs) We had, I do remember one thing. Our grade six English teacher, her last name was Cox, like C-O-X. And she had changed it from her, so that was her maiden name. And uh, she, for a long time, had gone by her husband's name, but changed that. I don't remember what that was, but I remember people jokingly called her like whore something because mm-hmm. it started with or something right and uh and she changed it to cox because she thought that would be better <laughs> and i remember finding that out and going kind of missed the mark there yeah <laughs> so, well i guess if you're gonna choose between the two cox is like better 
Yeah, yeah. I had a middle school teacher whose last name was Dick. I thought it was Dyke. It was spelled with a Y, but she was like very emphatically like, no, it's pronounced Dick. And then she told us she named her kid Harry. And we were all like, why would you do that? Why would you ever do that? (laughs) What the fuck? That's incredible. Like, how can you? There's no way you don't know what that says, how that sounds. No, that's like, yeah, you can't. You can't. Right? Poor... Poor Harry Dick. Yeah. Poor Harry Dick. <laughs> Maybe it didn't occur to her because, like, most dicks are not Harry. <laughs> That's all I got. Still, like... Yeah. She was a middle school teacher, too. Like, bitch should know. <laughs> I just... I feel like it is so rough to, like, work in a, like, elementary or middle school environment or high school, even, and be named anything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they'll make fun of you no matter what. They yeah. will find a way. Kids are fucking vicious. Yeah. They'll figure it out. They will figure out the thing that makes you break and they'll do it. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. We had this one, um, I think it was in fourth grade. Our French teacher got pregnant and, like, her immune system wasn't good enough to, like, stay working in a school while pregnant mm-hmm. like sometimes you can sometimes it's yeah. not a good idea and she was like on that side of it so she had to go and uh they brought in a sub to like cover for her you know theoretically for the whole year he lasted two weeks oh, because no. we drove him out uh, oh you were one of those classes oh some I fucking was, recess bullshit i was eternally in one of those classes but like are you sure you weren't the cause no i i i mean i definitely supported it but i was never the one that started <laughs> um but this the dude who came in we all just knew him as mr brian uh and he came in and was such a hard ass that mm. we all decided on the first day like we're gonna we're gonna do what we can to like get rid of this dude okay yeah you can't come to a middle school classroom like that no exactly like you have to you have to be humble you know uh so we got rid of him pretty quickly and then the lady who ended up replacing him when he left also got pregnant but she got pregnant late enough in the school year that she just stuck it out until the end of the year <laughs> so so this being our first episode of the new year um I thought it would be a good idea for us to talk a little bit about, like, what we want to do with the show this year. And I'm kind of, like, it happened kind of by accident that this ended up being a one-on-one episode. Yeah. Uh, Because everyone else, like, you know, two other people were both theoretically available, and then one got sick and one got called to work at the last minute. So, like, it ended up just being us by coincidence. But you're kind of the only person who has stepped up and, like, tried to work (laughs) in a producer role on the show. Oh, have I? Uh, Okay. Well, and and I appreciate it. It makes yeah. my job easier. Um, it's kind of what I thought I was signing up for. Right. It, it wasn't specifically, but it, it was always like, when I hire people for this show specifically, I'm always kind of like, if you want to take initiative and like produce episodes, absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't expect it, you know? Okay. Um, but I was like, this is cool because you've like expressed interest in doing that a little bit more. I have. And now we get this opportunity to sit and talk and kind of, you know, figure out like, okay, well, what do we want to do this year? Hmm. I definitely, and I've wanted this since I first joined, is sure. I do want to have Indigenous guests come on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, we introduced a land acknowledgement, and we've definitely started talking about indigeneity a lot more, but none of us on the team are Indigenous. Yeah. And so I feel like if we're going to continue to do those land acknowledgements and mm-hmm. continue to bring it up in our discourse, we do need to get, like, some experts at the table. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I just am, like, still not really plugged into the community here. So I'm, like, <laughs> that's reaching. That's my issue, too, is, like, I don't, no, I know like three indigenous people in Montreal, basically. 
Yeah. Uh, and like two of them I have not seen since theater school. And the third is not specifically from Montreal. He actually moved here from Alberta. So I'm like, I don't know. Still be cool to, to get his perspective. Montreal's context as well, but like would still be cool to talk to. Yeah. But that's it. So I've kind of been like, I don't want to do the thing that people do a lot where they say oh you represent this people group let me bring you in yeah I think and we talked about that a couple episodes ago yeah it's it's come up a bunch like yeah. this year and like I really I don't want to do that no <laughs> so and I, I definitely had any guests yet would like be more comfortable also if we could like compensate them in some way which sure, I know yeah. we don't usually do with guests so mm. I'm like it's tricky because then that sets a precedent where we'd want to like other guests would maybe start expecting to be compensated no, 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 too, no, no, right? No. It's, it's our like, reparation fund. Okay. No, 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 no. I like it. I like it. I could maybe get behind that. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Um, yeah, I definitely liked the couple months we did that had like themes to them. I think it would be nice sure. to do more like themed months because that gives us something that feels a little more cohesive and a mm-hmm. chance to dig a little deeper. Yeah. Which like, I know the premise of this is like anything's up for discussion, but like right. you can only discuss something so much in an hour. Yeah, yeah, totally. And especially like, <laughs> I mean, it's fun to like tell jokes and laugh around, but again, given like the cli- the political climate mm-hmm. and just like what's going on in the world, like I think when we have a platform like this, like we should dive deeper into the things that matter to us. I think so. I, I always like to, like this show got categorized as a comedy podcast because that was just what felt the most like <laughs> right at the time. Yeah. Um, but I definitely feel like it is only a comedy podcast in that we are all like performers who are funny. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't I don't think I am, but. <laughs> you don't have a comedy background, but you're. I really don't. You're funny and uh, you're a thanks. performer, right? Like it's it's more just like that's the sort of like people that we are. Okay. But it's, I think of this more as a sort of like general interest kind of yeah. lifestyle show. Lifestyle show. That makes it sound like we're like entertainment tonight or something. But, you know. How long has this show been running? Because we're on episode 254. Yeah. Uh, that's... It'll be. So that should be like five years already. Oh my goodness. That's ridiculous. But we've had a lot of weeks where we've doubled up. So it's actually about four and a half. Um, the show will turn five in June. That's exciting. And you've been on it the whole time? Yeah. Is yeah. this like your your baby? This is my baby. Yeah. <laughs> Forget about Toby. Yeah. <laughs> well, Toby's your baby. This is your five-year-old. Yeah, this exactly. Is, your to- yeah. Is, to- is that still toddler? No. 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 That's oh, well, What comes after toddler? In my experience with five-year-olds, they are sometimes still toddlers, but they're mostly kids. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Is there not an in-between? Is not really. It's like babies, a little toddlers. Kid. Small child, child. Yeah. I should know this. I'm the one who has an early childhood education background. <laughs> I think of it as like little kid until they're like, until they develop critical thinking. And then I think they're kids. And then when they become assholes, they're teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you know, there's, shit. There's sort of, yeah. 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 Um, but I, I agree with you on the like themed months thing. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I wanted to try and do another one for January, but I, uh, <laughs> It is January. The, the thing about the holidays is like, even if you're still working, your brain is all over the place. Oh, yeah. And I Have got I, to like, yeah. I got to today and was like, oh, if we wanted to do a theme for January, we would have had to do it starting tonight. <laughs> so maybe February will. Uh, maybe we'll just pretend something. that months aren't real. We'll go according to the moon. The next full moon is in like 
I don't know. I don't have it written down. We could. We we really could just do themes whenever we feel like it. Months are just a convenient way to like That's true. block things off. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd love to do a month where we like talk about food a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you did mention that. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. Like specifically, I'd like to like talk to chefs and like people who work Ooh. in food in various capacities. Like maybe like, like um, people who study the effects of like agriculture on people groups and stuff you know yeah like, so that'd be cool kind of talk about food on like a deeper level than just what do you think makes a hamburger a hamburger uh, which granted we did do an episode on that and i loved it but like y- you know go a little a little more in depth it. yeah yeah there's definitely some really cool collectives that we could reach out to we could do like an episode about food security we could mm-hmm. do like urban agriculture right well and and our network has just sort of like it's it's kind of like a low-key partnership but we are partnering a little bit with the depot yes the depot Uh, and like basically that partnership is just like we make donations to them and they like us as a result Um, (laughs) and eventually we'll do something with it yeah exactly you know we'll we'll run some events and whatnot as things progress but yeah um and i mean honestly also my family directly benefits from them Mm -hmm. which is part of that partnership is like we we're not the only ones too i think uh there's at least one or two other shows on the network whose hosts like regularly get food from the depot that's awesome Uh, yeah it's it's really cool it's it's like the way that it works is really just that if you live in the neighborhood you can go there which is huge um so i'd love to talk to people from there about like Mm -hmm. you know food services right yeah yeah cool i definitely know some people in that industry we can make that happen sweet that'd be a fun theme (laughs) yeah I, I also think I would love to talk to more teachers in September. Yeah, like, the te- <laughs> I, I really enjoyed September. Yeah, I, I think that was, uh, I think that, to be honest, the trips and travel theme was like a little ham-fisted. It, it didn't totally work for me. Yeah. But I, I think we had fun uh, fun content and fun guests through it, but it felt a little bit less cohesive. It did feel mm-hmm. less cohesive. And for me, it's always like travel should also be talked about taking into account like privilege and like how do you mm-hmm. interact with the culture where you are, which I felt like was maybe lacking a little bit in some of those episodes. I think so. Yeah. And, and I think that that was, that would have been easier to do had we thought about it in advance and like more. planned for it. Right. Which is, is always the hard thing when you're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like putting in forethought. Um, but yeah, I, I think we, uh, I think that was still a fun, you know, it was still a fun series, but the teacher series was a lot more thought out and yeah. I felt that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I learned, I learned a lot yeah. on the episodes I was on and I really enjoyed the conversations we had with those educators. Yeah, me too. So. I'd love to. And the, the fun thing with that one was, uh, as that series was coming out, I had a bunch of other friends who are teachers be like, why didn't you bring me in for this? And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> we could even do like. An episode with an educator every month. That would be cool. Yeah. Like a different I'd, I'd type be into of... that. Right now, right now for some, I, I, I feel like this episode is just a lot of behind the scenes stuff, which is yeah. cool. Um, right now I have a, a going list of like future guests who have already been booked in. Oh, sweet. And like, I'm not going to name names because I have a policy against that. Like I don't plug stuff that hasn't been recorded yet because yeah. I feel like that's, you know, <laughs> disappointment waiting to happen yeah just knock on wood don't yeah. I jinx anything <laughs> but it's like theoretically we have a really cool guest next week oh, sweet. and I've got someone really really exciting lined up for May but that's in May so yeah. like I'm not gonna talk too much about that because like you know that's that's a ways away yeah exactly like I might I might die by May who knows <laughs> or more realistically that person's travel plans might change yeah. right like who knows um but yeah d- definitely would love to do more teachers would love to do 
a series on food. Um, a thought that I had was that I would like to try and do something, <laughs> and and this is something I'm just kind of like playing with in my head, but I'd love to do a little bit more looking at the media that we consume mm. and something around that, but this is a, an idea yeah. that's a seed in my head right now and hasn't really gone anywhere yet. Um, but, you know, maybe a month where we like whoever is on any episode has like watched a piece of media coming into it and we like dissect that or yeah that could be cool yeah you know if there's a movie that we're like hey let's all make sure we watch this before the recording and then (laughs) don't watch cats please don't pick cats cats is awful how did you know (laughs) (laughs) have you you seen it um i watched like a boot like a head cam version of it at my friend's house in toronto like a week and a half ago it's bad it's it's bad it's bad it's not good i don't like cats like i have never liked cat the musical i like the animal Um, (laughs) thank you for specifying yeah i'm a cat person actually but but i don't like the musical cats and i've never liked the musical cats um but i want to see this oh no it's so bad like i've seen like like a recorded version of like the broadway right and like oh that was weird but like good like it's an experience but the movie's just so bad it's the lighting bad. is bad the cinematography is bad the acting is bad like it doesn't make any like the only actual plot happens in the last like 25 minutes which like is kind of the same for the broadway play but like the movie's just bad right well, and like like everyone's been saying it's like a fever dream yeah oh 100 percent. Right. and like and it's kind of racist okay that's interesting. That's not something I'd heard I mean, yet. that's at least the friend that I watched it with is also mixed. And we both were kind of like, does this feel kind of... And like, I was talking to my aunt about it because mm. she's she's a theater person. She grew up in theater. She went to school. She went to that... I don't know what it's called, but it's a big art school in New York. She sure. went there. She's mixed. And like talking to her and my cousins about it, because me and my friend noticed like the main ballerina cat is like the only pure white cat out of everybody, which was the same on the Broadway play. Is that the Taylor Swift cat? That's what we thought, but it's not. Okay. Because Taylor Swift gets first bill, right? So you're like, oh, she'll be the main character. She's not. It's like a ballerina from some big ballet company. Sure. I don't remember. But she, as it turns out, is like not baby white. We looked her up and we're like, she looks mixed. My aunt says she's Italian and maybe Latina. I don't know. I need to double check the facts. But like. First of all, she's their main actress and she's painted pure white. And we're like, right. hmm, interesting. The like two main black characters are Idris Alba, who is the villain. Oh, okay. Right? Mm, like, I know they didn't do it on purpose, but like, mm. right. And then um, Jennifer Hudson playing um, uh, Grizabella. Grizabella, like. thank you. Which is like talking to my aunt, she gave me the perspective of like that role needs to go to the biggest voice which is obviously okay. jennifer hudson sure yeah but like optically just watching the movie for someone not from a musical theater background i'm like okay so the two main black characters are the like homeless cat and the villain <laughs> oh boy. awesome right. thank you and then jason derulo and then jason derulo who's like not really in it who's just kind of like around and there's like a couple other like background characters who are like black but also like all of the black actors are made to be like black cats okay. which like i guess makes sense makeup wise but it was just kind of like vaguely uncomfortable sure you're just like "Hmm." also like yeah taylor swift's in the movie for all of six minutes but she has first bill right (laughs) well that's that's like a time-honored hollywood tradition yeah well fuck it (laughs) that's like that's like how um johnny depp gets that kind of treatment a lot right where his name will be on the poster for like a 30 second shot 
and like he's a scumbag he is and like fun fact my aunt used to act with him on okay something (laughs) 21 jump street was he on that i don't know maybe like the og one i think that's what it was anyways (laughs) we are so off topic Nothing's off topic. Everything's up for discussion. Yay. True. There was a time in the show's history where I had an air horn at the ready (laughs) just for for any moment that felt right. (laughs) I just hit the air horn button. I'm sorry. Are you you a dance hall DJ? I I might as well have been. (laughs) No. No, really not. Uh, Yeah, those were... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> those were hard times yeah sounds like it glad yeah. i missed that era i've had enough air horn in my life fair as someone who goes to a lot of dance hall events right <laughs> um themes wise is there anything you want to explore this year um apart from cats which we have to do no, like months uh, and months of content mm-mm, on mm-mm. actually all of 2020 we're just gonna <laughs> oh god please no um i definitely would be interested in talking to like more artists okay and like maybe getting some poets on air sure yeah personal interest would you want them to do poetry readings in studio yeah okay because i've thought about like, if we're down for that i am down for that i've thought about how i'd love to have like people come in and perform a little bit yeah you know whether whatever their performance is and you know space permitting but yeah i think that would be really cool and would like add another layer to the show mm. because like montreal has so much arts culture happening yeah. like it feels like a shame not to like have anybody on also like poetry and music and art are such a good vehicle for like deep issues and conversations to be had yeah totally. it'd be cool to like have somebody on present a piece of artwork and then talk about what prompted them to make that art yeah so that's something i would be yeah i'd, I'd be very for. into that we we did like we did do a decent amount of that in the past but okay. I, I have kind of like i've kind of slowed down on guests this year a little bit and and mostly just like tried to honestly it's just that guests are so hit or miss sometimes that i like thought i'm gonna just get guests when i need them fair um, but yeah we've we've had some really really cool musicians and yeah. like and writers I mean, and stuff over even a lot of our hosts are performers totally. so like i could do some poetry Akeem yeah. could do some comedy comedy <laughs> comedy <laughs> that's the word comedy some laugh-em-ups yeah, yeah. some jokes um yeah absolutely I, I think having some space for performance would be really cool yeah mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. we uh we haven't had a ton of like live music in studio uh just because their studio is not like super set up for it yeah. uh but i have thought about like if we could get people who'd be willing to like come in and do that kind of thing i'd be really into it um, sweet i will look around sweet sounds good um yeah. also like Maybe this is just because, like, I'm new. I don't necessarily, like, know everybody on staff super well. If sure. we just did episodes, like, about our different hosts. Sure. And, like... A thing that we did with my original co-hosts, Tim and Simon, was that the three of us took turns interviewing one of the others. So we did it in, like, a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started doing that with some of the new hosts, like, a couple years ago. And we did one. <laughs> so there is now, you know... I think it's like Tom interviews Simon, Simon interviews Tim, Tim interviews Tom, and then Kate Hammer interviews Kate Bradley. <laughs> and then we didn't get around to doing any more of those, which yeah. is a shame because Kate Hammer is not even on the show anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it would be cool to like intentionally spend some time with yeah. each of us. Yeah, like, like people listen to our voices every week. Yeah. I think it would be cool to have like a little bit of more background and then they'd also know like where we're speaking from when we speak to certain things. Totally. Which I always find is like 
cool good to know yeah no I, I think that'd be great I uh I would love to either you know bring back that interview series or you know even just have a month where like the focus for an ep- for that episode is any given host we should do a birthday episode for all the hosts oh I like that and you're saying that because yours is next right well no Actually, no Akeem's is next Oh, right? uh, sweet. Can he's, I interview him for his birthday? He's like a few days before you. Oh, yeah. We're both February babies. Yeah. I forgot that. He's Valentine's Day. Oh, he's an Aquarius. Cute. <laughs> yeah, we could. Uh, we oh, could yeah. We'll do Akeem slash Valentine's Day. I'll make him chocolate or something. <laughs> Don't listen to this episode of Akeem. This, this is a surprise. <laughs> Akeem's not going to listen to this episode. <laughs> no, he's really not. I mean, people don't listen to their own podcasts a lot of the time, I find. Yeah, I like sometimes we'll listen to the episodes I'm not on mm-hmm. just because I'm like, oh, what did they talk about this week? But yeah, yeah I never listen to the episodes I'm on. I'm like, that's my voice. Gross. <laughs> I I might be one of the only people who, in addition to listening, like, because I edit. I'm like, you have to. You edit. Yeah. yeah. But then I also download them and listen to them once they come out. Aww, like, they, wow. They're part of my feed. And it's like... I have so many of my own shows that I spend a decent amount of time listening to myself every week. And it's not that I like listening to myself. (laughs) Are you sure, Tom? What it is, is I like the content. You know what? That's, if you can't stand your own content, how's your audience supposed Mm -hmm. to? You gotta. It's also the uh, best way to make sure that if you fuck something up in the edit, you notice really quickly. True. (laughs) If you listen to it right after it comes out, you hear something and you're like, oh, I left 15 minutes of silence after this episode. (laughs) Accident. Oops, that didn't happen this year. (laughs) I had never made that mistake in like four and a half years of doing this show. And then in like November, we put out a bonus episode and I made that mistake on the bonus episode. Of course. And like, it's 15 minutes. There's an Easter egg at the end of it. You just got to listen through. I think it was, uh, I think it was the most recent Jeopardy. I just accidentally left like 15 minutes of silence at the end of it. And I was like, you know what? It's 15 minutes after the, uh, after the People episode actually skip. ends. Yeah, exactly. Like, if they hate it, that's fine. <laughs> it might not have been that. It might have been something else. Anyway, mistakes happen. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. we're only human. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I think, I think that's, like, that's it for me in terms of, like, things that I want to make sure happen this year. I have, like, numbers-based goals that I want to hit, but those, I think, are less interesting yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's definitely other stuff I want to discuss, but I'm always like being like one of the newest hosts. I'm like, how many ideas can I put forth? How pushy can I be? Be as pushy as you want. It makes my life easier. Oh, you say that now, Tom. <laughs> you say that now. What I'm saying is pitch as many things as you want to, because I, I, I don't know. I always thought I was an ideas person. And I think I am an ideas person, but I think that I'm an ideas person who's been doing the same show for four and a half years. Are we allowed food in the studio? Uh, it depends on like how messy, I guess. What you thinking? We could do a segment where like the hosts cook like either like their like secret weapon recipe or their like favorite childhood recipe and make everybody else try it. I do but- like that idea. That's something we could do and have a small amount of. Like if you yeah. brought like a Tupperware and everybody had a bite kind of thing. Yeah, or if we ever wanted to do like video bonus content. Right. There's an idea. I do like I do think if that was gonna be So I used to do a lot of video, right? Like I worked in YouTube. Yeah, you were YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> you were YouTube. Tom. I was YouTube. <laughs> um and uh when I stopped doing YouTube things regularly, I kind of was like, I don't wanna do this again. Fair. Um, but definitely if we were doing one camera angle, no editing. 
then I'd be into doing some video as as bonus stuff. That's uh, unless someone else wants to do the editing, in which case, you know, I'm fine if I had any idea how, but I don't. Fair. So no. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I have thought it would be very cool to like share some of our food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, cause that is such a good way to get to know people. Yeah. Especially like, since I feel like we have like a good diversity of like cultural backgrounds. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like even like, like, like. Kate's family is very English. Mm-hmm. Like she'll, she'll talk and about mash. <laughs> yeah, and like um, uh, what are those called? It's like a bread um, crumpets, I guess. Crumpets, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Kate will like Go bake off. stuff at home. And, okay, and like Adrian's always talking about like various foods that she has strong feelings about. And I'm like, where in the states is she from again? Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think the States has an incredible food culture for what it's worth. Yeah, Canada's is kind of whack. Canada's a little boring, eh? What I find, Montreal, <laughs> Montreal is really interesting for food, but I think all major cities are. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like, I can't think about Canadian food and get, like, super excited. No, and that's the thing is I never really realized that because I just, like, I do a lot of my own cooking and, like, my family's, like, Caribbean until my friend Elisa was here from Belgium and she's, like, so Canada's food is whack. And I was like, oh shit, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, well, good thing I cook all my own food. Yeah. My my solution is that I've just started getting into like barbecue. <laughs> like, you know, I made a really nice uh like slow cooker pulled beef the other day. Ooh. And I was going to make pulled pork, but then beef was cheaper and we also um like we you know, we had family in town and like one of Teffer's siblings is dating someone Jewish now. Mm. And I was like, just in case, just in case they keep, I don't know if they keep kosher. And I also wasn't sure when they were coming over. So I was like, you might be coming for dinner or you might be coming in the evening. But I was like, just on the off chance that I'm trying to share this food with you, I'm not going to make pork today. Um, Look at you being considerate of other yeah. people's cultural needs. Wow. It, it ended up being really tasty and tasting almost like um, there's this one place on Saint Laurent uh, called Bocadillo that okay. I used to go to all the time. They make uh, arepas. <gasps> yes, they're so good. Arepas. They're so good. So Teffer just like found a recipe and made arepas to go with my pulled beef and it was a real good night um and they tasted the beef tasted almost exactly like the beef at that place wow and I was like, this feels good so i vote that this is what you make for a food sharing episode okay it's easy it took eight hours but it was minimal work yep yep um but yeah definitely like sharing food is i think very very cool and fun and good um, yeah yeah i that's interesting because i i have also been feeling like we need to take some time to like get to know everybody i want to get personal yeah and uh and you know that happens very gradually it does but but i think there it would be cool actually to just like be intentional about it yeah cool let's do that sweet (laughs) yeah okay should we do you have any other ideas for this year or should we hop over to patreon let's hop on over i'll send you other stuff later okay (laughs) secret stuff here's a track from the royalty free music called a new beginning because it's a new year Mm. (laughs) this episode is brought to you in part by chaos
just wanted to see how long we could pause for there. <laughs> Are you looking to produce high-quality branded content without breaking the bank? Chaos makes content marketing easy, affordable, and accessible by offering a studio-on-demand model and various subscription packages that make it easy to create consistent content for your audience and potential customers. Do you want poten- do you want potential customers? <laughs> yeah, <I> do. <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> I'm tired. I also want some like real customers. Yeah, I feel that. Do you want professional sound equipment for podcasts and voiceovers like this one? Yeah. Yeah. And how about cinema grade cameras, lenses, and lighting packages, maybe to film you and your friends eating food? Oh yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah. How about live stream capability and event hosting? Maybe you want to live stream eating food with your friends. Yeah, bud. <laughs> Sweet, bro. <laughs> well, whether your business is starting a podcast, building a video empire, or adding live streams to your social media pages, Chaos has a package that'll help you create consistent, reliable content for your audience. Go to createchaos.com or check them out on Instagram at createchaos to find out more. That's chaos with a K. <clears throat> Welcome to the Cash Corner. <sighs> The part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. So much pointing. Did you make any resolutions this year? Maybe you're going to take up a new hobby, or write a book, or start going to the gym regularly. Let's be real. Nobody ever follows through on their New Year's resolutions. How about this year you resolve to support the creators you love instead? Patreon makes it easy. All you have to do is pledge once, and then it'll just keep renewing your pledge every month until you decide to stop. Forever. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Kylea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Jan, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Will, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Kate, and Erica. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind the scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks. Plus, if you give at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show. Hmm, could we introduce a new Patreon level that lets people choose a theme for a month? We, uh, we did that as a, um, we did it as, like, a special, um, wow, I don't even know what to call it, like, a special offer that people okay. were able to, like, cash in on? Yeah, I thought that we had. Yeah. Because um, that's what the travel one was, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It was George Poppy's? Uh, let no? me see. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was George Poppy. Ooh, my memory's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see if we have a, uh, an existing one that lets people choose that and if we don't well hey maybe by the time that this episode comes out i'll have just decided to make that a thing yeah if you have something you want us to talk about for a whole month give us money we'll do it yeah what do you think is a fair price for that well if five dollars gets like one question yeah twenty dollars gets four episodes does that make sense that adds up that's the that's math that is math yeah we were gonna do like eighteen if we wanted to like cut a deal. I don't know. Ooh, that's kind of fun. Have Ooh. an eighteen dollar tier. Ooh, I don't know. Yes, yeah, I'm just it. spitballing. I'm gonna make that exist while we do the rest of this episode. Hey, what do you think? Sweet. While you do that, I'm gonna read today's featured Patreon. Yes. Patreon. <laughs> I can't talk. Commentary. Patreon. <laughs> oh, my mind's thinking about work later. <laughs> okay. Today's featured Patreon question Nailed comes it. from Kendallin, who asks. What do you fantasize the most about during the holiday season? And how do you deal when things don't meet those expectations? Mm -hmm. So, so... So Tom fantasizes about Santa Claus. We talked about this earlier already. (laughs) Sexy, sexy Santa. Um, How do do you cope when sexy, sexy Santa Claus doesn't come down your chimney? Uh, Santa Claus always comes down my chimney. Um, Okay. 
I uh, <laughs> so okay. I uh, I am the type of person who, if this was actually something that I fantasized about regularly, I would be totally honest about that. Um, I do not regularly fantasize about Sa- Santa Claus. What I don't did you have say, Tom? I don't have sex dreams about Santa Claus very often. <laughs> I did have a sex dream about Santa Claus at least once, and Teffer has not let me live it down. Um, but you know. Sometimes sometimes you love a man in uniform. <laughs> Ooh. <Yuck>. No, <laughs> I hate a man in uniform. <laughs> well, well, firefighters are okay. Okay, yeah, firefighters are all right. Every other uniform, get out. Every time I see a firefighter, I'm like, that's someone who could have been a cop and decided to be a good person instead. True facts. <laughs> Ooh. Same thing with paramedics. I'm like, yeah, paramedics, firefighters, you get my respect. Police... <laughs> fuck off pigs Ooh. Ooh, anyways that's off topic <clears throat> i was thinking about this on the way here and i realized i don't really tend to fantasize about the holidays that much okay it's always been like pretty low-key in my family and like we've always been like warned ahead of time to have like realistic expectations just because like we didn't have a ton growing up and sure. so like christmas was never this big extravagant thing for me um, also, Christmas tends to be, like, pretty predictable in my house. Like, we have traditions that we do every right. year. So, I guess, like, this year was different because I didn't go home. So, it was, like, I still had that idea of, like, what Christmas looks like, but I didn't get to participate. And right. I dealt with that by going to see my aunt instead. Okay, okay. <laughs> and that was fun. Yeah. Um, it was actually really nice to spend Christmas with, like, a different part of the family that I don't see that often. Hmm. But I guess, like, my biggest Christmas fantasy that never comes true is, like, I'm always, like, no one's going to fight this year. Mm. No one's going to fight. It's going to be fine. Right. There's always a fight. Someone always cries. And, like, mm, I don't know. I guess I deal with that mostly just by, like, making sure the people involved are okay. Right. The holidays is kind of usually me, like, playing peacekeeper. Right. Yeah, that's hard. (laughs) It's, yeah yeah but it's, it's also like better than it was when like we were all teenagers and we're yeah. all having breakdowns now it's just like my younger two siblings right or occasionally like my grandma gets a little snippy with my mom yeah well that's normal i think like families families have feuds <laughs> family feud we should do a family feud episode sure i'll just call up steve harvey and get him in here as a guest no 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 no, no, no i don't no, think so og the og who's the og i don't know it's not steve harvey is it not steve harvey I feel like Steve Harvey's been the Family Feud guy forever. Not when I watched it as a kid. Really? Family Feud's been running for like ever. That's Steve fair. Harvey's new. Maybe he used to be on it and came back, but it was some old white dude when I was a kid. Huh. Oh yeah, there's been a bunch. Okay. Yeah, there's been a bunch of hosts. <laughs> well, I Steve have... Harvey's just the most memorable. There's the most memes about him. Right. He reacts the most when people respond to his sexual questions with sexual answers right. like what did you expect buddy come on <laughs> it's true it, it's it's very he's set up for it he does he's he, oh what i'm just like wow yeah i don't think i ever saw family feud with anyone except steve harvey just looking oh, at all wild. the previous hosts because none of them look familiar <laughs> oh except for the guy who also had a bit part on seinfeld but that's probably because you watch a lot of Seinfeld. I did once binge watch all of Seinfeld. And now you have a podcast about it. Yeah, exactly. No, I wish. Oh, no, that's... That's Frasier. Frasier. My <laughs> I thought, bad. I thought you were joking. No. <laughs> I just... 
<laughs> can't keep my sitcom straight because I've never seen any of them. I'd probably be having a better time if I had a podcast about Seinfeld, honestly. Because yeah. Seinfeld, like, Seinfeld doesn't funny. present the characters as sympathetic. Mm. You watch Seinfeld and you're like, these are assholes yeah. who are all acknowledging that they're assholes. I've seen like three episodes and I was like, wow, you all suck. The, the whole premise of the show is what if four people who are not good people just do things <laughs> it's like yeah all right cool and and i think that would be a lot more palatable in like today's climate or whatever than fraser where you're supposed to sympathize with this dude who's kind of a chauvinist and and not great mm, so, i see yeah it's been uh yeah I'm so tired <laughs> you, of fraser. yeah i'm like you sound exhausted i'm so tired of fraser just, um <laughs> why do you still do the podcast then so so my uh my sexual fantasy about christmas wait god damn it <laughs> i was like oh okay that's the direction we're going tom <laughs> no i i was gonna say my my like my holiday fantasies g-rated wow <laughs> what's on your brain santa, santa. Ooh. Give me a Santa gift. baby, <laughs> hurry down the chimney tonight. Have you have you heard Michael Bublé's version of Santa baby? Santa buddy, <laughs> I <laughs> fellas, is it gay to love Santa Claus? I hate it so much. It's 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 not just that he calls Santa buddy because he's like, oh, don't want people to think I'm gay for Santa. Which like, fuck you. you no, okay be, be gay, gay for, for Santa. Santa. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate sugar daddy. Let's go. Yeah, and like he's just like free the rest of the year. What do you think he does? <laughs> Takes me to Hawaii, hopefully. Yeah. Yo, hit me up, Santa, if you're listening. Um, there's there's also a part in that where um, in the original, they ask for a convertible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever the year is, convertible to light blue. Yeah. He changed it to dark blue. Because I guess... You Bruh. can't have a light blue car if you're Michael Bublé. It sucks. It sucks. Buddy. Buddy. My guy. Bublé. <laughs> Santa. My guy. <laughs> Santa. My guy. <laughs> eh. um, <laughs> when I when I fantasize about the holidays, when yes. I think about like the perfect holidays, <laughs> I honestly mostly think about eating a lot of food and then everybody leaving at a reasonable hour. Like, like I think the ideal holiday dinner with family should be like everyone shows up maybe 20 30 minutes before the food so you have time to like schmooze and hang out and talk and then the food is really good and then you know plates get cleared maybe people do the dishes or maybe everyone just loads it into the dishwasher or whatever and then people leave yeah (laughs) and there's no like hours of hanging out afterward if there is dessert it is served immediately on the heels of dinner okay no i need a break and then dessert i need like but the thing is like you can take a like you can look at your dessert for a couple minutes while you digest dinner no 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 no. No, no, no. it's got to be like you hang out you have a few drinks like you have your rum punch you have dinner you play one of the new board games you got for christmas because if you're a family you should always get a new board game you play one round of whatever it is then you have your dessert then you leave kids go to bed that seems I, I was wondering why your family cries every Christmas. <laughs> no, the board games are the good part. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love board games. I just think that playing board games with your family is a really great way to make people cry. Okay. So over the years, a few board games have been banned in my house. Monopoly? Such as... Actually, no. We still play... We get bored of it. So okay. we're like, it's too long. But okay. we do play it. Um, no, the, the games that got banned were Disney's Seen It. <laughs> Disney's Seen It Harry Potter Edition. Okay. Um... 
mostly those two because harry potter it was like whoever has juniper on their team has an unfair advantage my team would always win so they were like right. well we don't play this anymore and then disney we would just yeah we would just get in fights so my mom was like no more seen it um which other games have been banned sorry had to take a break for a little while okay um yeah but that's Fair that's enough. not usually when we cry we get like heated we don't okay. usually cry right the crying is when it's like my little brother's name redacted hmm. help set the table no i'm working on a paper or like just just like more when it comes to like helping out right. or like what my dad thinks your job is versus like what you feel socially capable of because sure. we're all mentally ill basket cases mm. Mm. yeah fair enough yeah <laughs> the games are the fun part the games are fine i get that but yeah we um yeah there's there's board games that i just haven't like you know played in years because you need the right like dynamic you know like I, I don't play Monopoly with most people because Monopoly is a game where if you're gonna play to the end, feelings will get hurt. Oh yeah. And the only way that you can play Monopoly and enjoy it is if everyone agrees up front, we're all gonna be assholes. Yeah. And you're not gonna take it personally. And why uh, would you take it personally? It's a game. Well, I know, but sometimes some people, you know. Some people are sensitive. Yeah. Like and like I hate saying that, but it's true. Some, some people are too sensitive for board games and it makes them lovely in other areas of life. Yeah. But they can't play Monopoly with me. I think that's the other thing is my family's found the board games that are like still like competitive, but have less of an edge to it. Sure. Like our favorite ones. Well, my favorite one is called Junk Art. And it's just like a bunch of random shapes. And then like there's rules on like how you construct like a sculpture. Okay. So that one's fun because it's like creative. Right. Um, there's an... I don't remember what this one's called, but you have like basically just like little art cards with like different works of art on them. And like one person will like say a prompt oh. and then you all have to put them in. And, like, Dixit. Dixit. I love Dixit. Yeah. It's so, like my family loves Dixit, which is like s- someone still wins. Right. But like the but actual play is like creative and cooperative. It's not like Monopoly where in order to win, you have to screw people over. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like th- there's lots of board games where you just win by being good. <laughs> Yeah, and, so and we found those. Fun. Yeah. We've, uh, we've mastered that. Yeah. No, I, I love a good cooperative board game. Like, uh, my my favorite, and I don't get to play it often enough, is um, The Last Night on Earth. It's like a zombie survival game mm. where it's semi-cooperative. So, like, one player or two players, depending on the size of your group, control the zombies and oh, decide okay. where they spawn and how they move and stuff. Ooh. And then everybody else plays as, like, the heroes trying to, like accomplish whatever the goal like there's a bunch of different scenarios you can play out and it takes like hours and it's like very very goofy and you know you might need to like find car keys and find like gas so that you can start a car and drive away from the zombies before they kill you or you might be like trying to last x number of days inside of the same building without (laughs) the zombies breaking in or you know it's it's stressful and it's fun and it's cooperative and yeah don't get to play it often enough okay we yeah. should do an episode that's just that five hour episode let's go honestly i would be okay with it <laughs> we yeah. all get drunk and we play board games i think this never made it to air but i think we did once try to play settlers of Catan on the podcast and then i think we i just was ended up just that thinking episode. about how much i hate settlers of Catan. really i First of all, any game that has settlers in the title, I'm already mad. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Second of all, I just like never enjoyed it. I think the first time I played it was like in my church basement. 
the youth group was playing it. I wasn't in youth group yet, but okay. I wanted to like. And for some reason, everybody like in the youth group, a little bit older than me, fucking loved that game. Oh, church I don't kids know why. Love Settlers of Catan. I don't. Cause they're all neo-colonialist pieces of shit. Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> You're not. You wrong. heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Probably not. Actually, you've probably heard it elsewhere. <laughs> But yeah, no, I just, I can't stand that game. I hate it so much. Fair enough. I, uh, I, I went through a phase of it being like my absolute favorite board game. Uh, now I will not say no to it, but it's usually not my first pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's frankly better games about resource management and, you know, building things. There on. are. There's a version that's like a panda farm. I like that one. Oh, that's fun. Or like a zoo keeper and a panda. Right. I don't know. But I like that one better. It's exactly the same game mechanics. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. There's a panda and he eats the bamboo. I like that That's better. a lot more awesome. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm not settling. Nobody's settling anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think <laughs> I think at the end of the day, like, the the thing about holidays is like, you build up expectations of what they're going to be and they're probably not going to be exactly right. Yeah. And you just kind of have to deal. And you know, if you're, I mean, this will have come out long enough after the holidays that there's no major holidays coming up for a bit. Um, uh, this comes out on the seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Kwanzaa will be done by then. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hopefully you all survived. Hopefully you all made it through the wilderness. Damn it. You didn't get too <laughs> drunk. You didn't eat too much turkey or yeah. tofurkey. Ooh, I almost fell asleep at Christmas this year. I um so I used I never know how to talk about this time wise like in terms of chronology uh cuz I think that I have a drinking problem, but I also used to have a drinking problem and I'm in two different there's two different kind of phases of it in okay. my mind, right? There's the like I used to have a really bad drinking problem and now I have gotten past that stage and I think I am still an alcoholic but I am in a really good place with it. Okay. Right? So I don't think I have a problem right now, but I think it would be really easy for me to have a problem again, right? Gotcha. Um so now I can handle a glass of wine here and there and it doesn't like set me on the wrong tr- on the wrong track or whatever. Yeah. Um <laughs> but I used to have you know a much worse problem and I would drink a lot and I built up a tolerance back then and (laughs) when you build up a tolerance and then go cold turkey for a while (laughs) bye bye tolerance yeah yeah and I always forget that I have no tolerance now because it's not very often that I'll have any alcohol right like I'll have a glass of wine with dinner maybe like three or four times a year at Christmas at holidays exactly or if we go out to a really nice dinner I'll get something but then it's usually with the food so it doesn't hit me as hard you know I had one glass of wine at Christmas mm-hmm. and I I mean I wasn't like drunk but I was definitely real sleepy afterward and uh that was that it's was like turkey wine combo yeah I think so I think so it was uh yeah, I felt useless about 20 minutes after dinner. And That's I was like, how you should home. feel after Christmas dinner. It's hard, though, when you have kids. Oh, true. Like, when the kids are a bit older, you can feel useless after dinner because they're just going to occupy themselves. When you've got a baby, it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I want to take a nap, but you need things. Make them take a nap. <laughs> Let the older kids hang out with the baby while you take a nap. Uh, isn't that how family works? That's yeah. how my family works. Yeah, exactly. I, uh... Ugh. Yep. Uh, I was mom number two. I was five years old, mom number two. Let's go. Good times. That wouldn't give you any kind of baggage at all, right? Um, 
the healthiest dynamic. Huh. Now that you bring it up. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. No, it was fine. I liked hanging out with the kids. Yeah. It was like my older sister who would like mysteriously disappear whenever my parents needed a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And then there was me who was like, yeah, I'll do it. Right. Gonna lock him in the closet though. <laughs> you know, at least they're alive in the closet. <laughs> it's it's something. It's something. Ugh. I gave them fishy crackers and Uno cards. They were fine. That's all you need. <laughs> I have heard... More people mention Uno in the past week than I have heard people mention Uno in the past year. It's a great holiday game. I guess so. That's got to be the, the the correlation. You go back to your parents' house. You're like going through the closet. You're like, ah, Uno. <laughs> who wants to play while the turkey cooks? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. We got to Christmas and the turkey was already done cooking. Mm. Like Tever's brother-in-law had just already finished the turkey. And it was gang, gang. delicious. And it was like all that needed to be done was that it needed to be cut. Because he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, he like worked as a professional chef for like years, but I think specifically in like baking. Yeah, Yeah. I would love to, honestly. He'd probably be down. Um, So he like doesn't really know how to carve a turkey. He knows how to cook it, but not how to cut it up. Yeah. (laughs) You just, you take the knife and you you go. Yeah. I I mean, I think anyone can like. It's the dark meat. There's the light meat. Go off. Anyone can, you know, cut all the meat off a turkey. But it takes it takes the skill to like carve a turkey. Carve it, you know? Yeah. I was so confused at Christmas dinner. They like they took the turkey out and they like cut it all up and plated it and I wasn't in the kitchen when that happened and then I walked into the kitchen to plate up and I was like, Why is there no dark meat? I'm a dark meat kind of bitch. There was no dark meat. I don't know if they just were like saving it for something else. There was only white meat. I was like That's Do I look like a motherfucker who eats white meat? Did they Only if I'm paid. Come on. Did they like, did you find out what happened to it? <laughs> no, they're not. I'm not related to them at all. It's okay. my aunt's in-laws. So I was just like, be quiet, be polite. Mm-hmm. Talk to the mm-hmm. cousin who's your age. Right. Don't make a fool of yourself. Don't get too political. It's okay that everyone's misgendering you because you didn't say it at the beginning of the evening because it wasn't worth it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Love. yeah, yeah they're, times. they're from small town Ontario. I wasn't going to make a big deal out of it. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> There's definitely a certain amount of like how much how how much do I want to invest in this like Am I ever gonna see these people again? Exactly. Nah, probably right? not. It's like if I'm seeing you once a year, I'm maybe not gonna bother giving you like all of the information about my life. Right? Yeah. Like this isn't even the side of the family I'm related to. Last time I saw them was at my aunt's wedding eighteen okay. years ago. Okay. Right. Which was kinda of fun. There was like so there's a cousin on like my uncle's side of the family that's the same age as me. Okay. And so for the wedding, we were both in Vancouver like a week early and my grandma made us practice waltzing together. So it's like my only memory I have of this kid is him is like five blonde blue eyes. We practiced waltzing together. I danced with him once at the wedding and it was like, bye, I'm eating food. Right. And then I see him again and he's like six feet tall and has a beard and I'm like, huh, stop. (laughs) Yes. He's like, I don't think we've ever met. I'm like, we have. We danced. (laughs) We we danced in my grandma's living room. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so it was an interesting holiday. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think I went to one wedding as a kid, and I I say I think I went to it because I don't totally remember if this is real, but I have like tiny like vague memories of going to a really fancy wedding at a golf course. Oh. But I don't know who the hell in my family would have ever gotten married at a golf course. Like yeah. I don't know members of my family. So it's entirely possible I just dreamed about this once as a kid and believed it and turned it into a memory. That happens sometimes. Yeah. And the I, mind is yeah. a weird thing. It is. It is. 
Well, that feels like a good place for us to end. The mind is a weird thing. That's yeah. the energy we're bringing into 2020. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, cool. Some of the energy, yeah. Yeah. Well, this was fun. Uh, yeah. If there was something that we talked about wanting to do this year that you were especially excited about, tell us and hold us to it. Yeah. Make us do it. Because we said a lot and I don't know what any of it was. Yeah. Well, I, you know, <laughs> I'll let you know when I listen to it three more times later. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah. Keep an eye out for, you know, episodes <gasps> about food. And Now that weed's legal, can we do a 420 episode where we all get baked? Let me see what the calendar, uh, how it works out calendar-wise, but I'm, I'm down in theory. Uh, we're recording on 420, so. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but that episode won't come out till the 28th, so maybe we should do our 421 episode on the 13th. Yeah, That sure. makes sense. Okay, okay. We'll plan for that. <laughs> How much do you really need to plan? Uh, yeah, look forward to more uh, food, more getting to know us, more more Drugs. guests, I think. <laughs> we'll see. We'll yeah, see yeah, we'll have a good time. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I think I want to do at least one guest a month. Yeah. I think that's what I... That's. I think I'm going to personally commit to finding us one guest a month. And if that means that every other week we don't have guests, that's totally fine by me. And if okay. it means that other people bring in guests every other week, that's also fine. Cool. Yeah. Because I think my, my struggle is that sometimes I get on a roll and I'm like, I'm going to find guests for every single episode. And then I get tired. So Understandable. Yeah. I may also just be like, this hot topic interests me. I'm going to send Tom a message and tell him we're recording about it. Honestly, I, I think that doing things that are topical and current is a good idea. So, yeah. Anytime. Sweet. Uh, cool. Well, if you like this episode, if you like listening to us talk about the holidays and also, you know, talk about plans for the new year. Uh, awesome. Thank you. Consider supporting us on Patreon. We need your support. Uh, yeah. We also have merch. So if you want something with our logo on it, you can get that from the people at Public by clicking the merch link in the description of this episode. I'm not going to do this bit. I thought about doing that bit for the rest of the outro. I'm real tired. <laughs> You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, which if you haven't yet, please do. Uh, it would be awesome to get more of those going into the new year. Uh, you can also share this episode with a friend who um, is interested in the behind the scenes workings of podcasts or in show production in general and the sort of conversations that happen uh, before things get made. Uh, or share this episode with someone who you beat at uh, Disney Seen It this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> Does anyone even still have that game? I I I don't think I ever had it, but I definitely played it. Who would I have played that with? I don't know. I don't know some friend. Yeah. Some cousin. Uh, you can follow our show on Instagram and Twitter at Down With Talking and like our page on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash up for discussion, I think. Uh, probably. Or maybe up for podcast. You can find us. Just search for us. It's not hard. You know how Facebook works. You're, you're an adult. Uh, anything you want to plug? Bearing in mind this comes out on the 7th. Nope. Sweet. <laughs> uh, I want to once again plug the Natural Toonie podcast. Um, there should be two episodes out by now, uh, by the time this comes out. So go listen to both of those, and then it'll be bi-weekly. So, yeah. Uh, D&D, set in fictional Canada. I'm playing a Fucking non-binary nerds. dragon. <laughs> nerds! Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, cool. Special thanks to our friends Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And the show was produced and edited by me, Tom Zalat, and I for the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. Gang. Gang. Next one. Yeah, it's to see you. Who I said,
to explain. Hold hold on. Let me let me just blow dry my hair here. Uh I'm here to tell you about Lasers on the Ride podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcast. It's a mix of comedy, uh interviews and the existential drama that only real life can bring. Now I'm going to go take a shower. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives, and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 